Hey, this is Max, and welcome to the Ronin System Podcast. Today, I have Todd with me. He's a uh, resident here in uh, Charlotte, North Carolina. Todd, why don't you introduce yourself? Hi, this is Todd Blake. Nice to meet you. So, uh, Todd, actually, I, I I guess I met him technically on Reddit. Um, it's just because I was reaching out for, for guests with interesting stories. And Todd has one of those stories that, um, you know, honestly, for, for me, I've never actually met someone that, that did what you did. You said you lost... Yeah, you you weighed like 300. three hundred. Well, at my recorded weight was three sixty seven. Three sixty seven, mm-hmm. and and how much weight did you lose? Uh, the lowest I got down was down to one eighty three, so one hundred and eighty ish pounds. Right now, I haven't weighed myself in six months um, due to just life circumstances. But I'm guessing I'm around two forty right now. Yeah, I mean that's that's just crazy to me. I, I you know hear about it all the time, mm-hmm. like the Biggest Loser that reality show. Um, but I've never actually met someone that lot lost that much weight. I mean you. You're literally losing me. I, I weigh like 170, 175 pounds. You lost mm-hmm. like more than me, actually. Mm-hmm. So that's that's just insane to think about. So how how did you actually do that? Uh, well, so in the beginning, uh, it was Weight Watchers. Um, lost about 100 pounds on Weight Watchers, and um, another. It's it's a little less version of life happened, but basically they rearranged their meeting schedules and rearranged a few things within the Weight Watchers meetings. I was going with my wife at the time, and. Um, so we stopped going, and my weight loss kind of stalled. Um, and then about a year and a half later, I started to notice some health, some health problems were creeping in, um, mainly some back pain, and I realized exercise was a big part of, you know, there are certain body aches and pains. You, you could medicine away, but you shouldn't medicine away. You should really find the problem, and it was just muscle strength. So I decided to pick it back up, and I started losing more weight and um, started setting some goals, things like um, running 5Ks. Uh, somewhere along the way, I, I realized a... Um, uh, that I'd wanted to go skydiving in my 20s, but it was it was one of those, it'll never happen, you're too big. And I realized I'm I'm not too big anymore. I could probably do this. So that was a goal. And then eventually I just, well, I kept losing until I felt unhealthy, like I felt I was too low. And then I, I stopped losing and then started focusing more on, um, instead of weight loss, I mean, my new goal was now just being healthy. So my goal was always being healthy, but that initial health was, I just need to get this weight down. It's It's not healthy being this big. I'm starting to... I'm just starting, thankfully, it was just starting to have health problems and recognized if I don't do something now, these are only going to get worse. So I just started working on myself. So it, it was just like a steady kind of thing. You just, you didn't all of a sudden like wake up or have like some sort of incident where you just decided like this, this is it, you know, I, I need to do something. Um, interestingly enough. So if you talk to, cause I've talked to other people to ask that very question. Um, and almost everybody I've asked had something Sometimes it wasn't an incident. Sometimes it was things like they, they wouldn't want their kids to grow up. Um, maybe they went to the doctor and got a checkup or something. For me, I went to the dentist one fall. I had a toothache. Along with neglecting my health, I was neglecting my teeth. <laughs> so I had a, a, it was a minor toothache. It wasn't anything bad. But I noticed my back left tooth, every time I bit down something hard back there, like a corn kernel, would hurt. So... After two years, I said, you know, I should go check that out. I have dental insurance. So I went there and they said, yeah... I went in and shyly said, I haven't been to the dentist in 14 years, <laughs> which was, and now I go every, every six months like clockwork. Um, and they said, okay, the great thing about this particular dentist is um, they didn't talk down to me. They treated me like an adult and said, cause a lot of <clears throat> medical professionals do. And this particular one said, well, here's a list of problems you have. Um, you haven't been in 14 years, so it shouldn't be a surprise. It wasn't. 
so I got, I started a uh, program actually, because I had a couple of teeth that needed to, um, they needed to be crowned. I needed an implant and a few fillings. Um, and the crown was the one that took their, the crown and implant was almost like a two and a half, three year program of coming back every six months for something new. But, um, that was the catalyst. It basically said you lost a tooth and you hear plenty of stories of people <clears throat> who are unhealthy for various reasons. You know, they lose livers. There's things like fatty liver disease, diabetes, um, heart problems, high blood pressure, just all these problems that people, they just let go and they always try to treat the symptoms. They go to the doctor, they take medicine. And I, I realized, you know, this, yeah, you can treat the symptoms, but you really need to take care of yourself. That's really the best solution. So that was kind of like my, my wake up call. And it, and it happened near the end of 2008. So I said, well, it's the end, near the end of 2008. Um, and it was, I think October. So I said, why don't I give myself two more months of, of awful living, <laughs> continue eating McDonald's, continue. I, I would binge every meal. Every, I wouldn't say binge, but I would eat till I was stuffed almost every meal. I would eat now what I didn't know at the time. I would often on Fridays eat my day's calories by the end of breakfast, Whoa. like 2,200 calories by the end of breakfast. I would stop at McDonald's, get a huge meal there, go into work and get the free bagels and pastries. And I would have a giant Dr. Pepper. It was just horrible. So I gave myself to January one, January one with my wife and joined Weight Watchers and and the rest is history. Impressive. Um, so, in, you know, Weight Watchers, of course, a lot of people think it's just like one of those kind of diet regiments kind of thing, uh, a lot of nutrition mm -hmm. involved. In terms of exercise, did they offer anything like that or, or like any term, like workout routines or like recommendations? Um, no, theirs was, I would say it was mainly food focused, although okay. what I, I'm trying to remember because it has been a long time. Because Weight Watchers is only about a year and a half, and this has been, gosh, almost 10 years now. I do remember a lot of things you hear is eat less, move more. Um, and move more, for one, is obvious it's an exercise statement, but it's also just sitting sedentary is just, is just bad for you anyway. One of the things I, always try, one of the things I learned was um, drink lots of water instead of soda, but also that gets you up and moving. So you're not just sitting at your desk chair for four hours straight. You get up, end up getting up every 40. If you drink water constantly, you end up having to get up constantly to go pee, which also just gets you up and out of your chair. Um, but not a, not really a specific exercise program. That was something I also had to learn on my own. So what, what'd you do? Um, so at first, first I got a wee fit okay. and, and I, <laughs> because when you're huge and out of shape, you're, you're ashamed. You're, 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 you're ashamed of yourself. So I thought, well, I can get a Wii Fit. And, and we already had a Wii because Wiis were the thing at the time. Um, so I got the Wii Fit and then I discovered I was too heavy for the Wii Fit, which is kind really? of a kind of a blow. Yeah, it has a 325 pound limit and yeah. I was 367 pounds. So I thought that was a bit of a blow. But at the same time, I saw, well, I'm losing weight. And another thing I always kept in mind and people say it all the time is this is a it's a marathon, not a sprint. Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, I, I always, I always try to pick up these sayings and keep them in mind. Marathon, not a sprint is one of them. Another one is you didn't gain this weight overnight, so you're not going to lose it overnight. Um, so I thought, okay, well, that's fine. I'm doing these weekly check-ins at Weight Watchers. I'm losing weight. Um, at this rate, I will get down. It turns out when you're 367 pounds, it's actually really easy to lose weight. Um, the first 20 pounds is really easy to lose. The last 20 is insanely hard to use and, uh, insanely hard to lose. So, um, I just waited till I got down to 325. Turns out the Wii Fit does, just does not work. If you try to get on it, you're too heavy. It just says, uh-uh, it ain't going to happen. So when I got down to it, I started doing step aerobics on the Wii. And there's a little program, the little Wii remote. It makes a ticking sound. You put it in your pocket and change the channel to TV. And you just watch TV for a half hour. You step up and down on the, this pad. Um, and eventually, 
it got um, too easy. You know, it's just like any exercise, your, your body starts adapting and it got too easy. I think after that, I, I don't recall exactly what I did, but I do recall there was a mix of looking up exercise programs online, trying different aerobics, you know, things like uh, lunges, squats. Um, I never, never did a push-up in my life. Now I can. So I, I eventually learned how to, how to get to do push-ups. Um, somewhere along the way, I started hitting my own limits on um, what I could find online. So I went to see a personal trainer and I basically said to her, I, I don't feel like motivation is my problem. Uh, my problem is just knowledge. I don't know how to exercise. Um, when you're the fat kid in gym class, the gym teachers don't take you seriously. They just kind of let you be the kid in the corner while they focus on the more athletic kids. Um, so I never learned as a child. Um, my, my parents were more of the academic type, so there wasn't a lot of focus on uh, physical activity as a kid. So I just... I did what I did. I did academic stuff well, so I learned. I went and learned. I, I paid a, a nice lady to basically spend a month with me two times a week. She taught me how to exercise, and I paid a lot of attention to um, how it felt, paid a lot of attention to exercises that worked for my body, learned a lot of solitary exercises because I'm not the competitive type, so I do, thing, you know, do things like jogging or cycling, stuff like that. don't necessarily go play team sports and just learned, learned how to be healthy. And, the, and I guess that applied to the eating as well because you just you end up learning I just I, I basically took the the stance that what I've been doing for 35 years up to that point did not work, so I may as well learn how to do it the right way. So uh, I'm glad you brought up team sports because mm -hmm. you know when I was a kid, um, you know I, I wasn't very physically active at all. You know mm -hmm. I, I really didn't do much exercise. I think the peak weight I reached was like I was in like sixth grade like five foot and I weighed like 160 ish, 170 ish pounds, which doesn't sound crazy, but you know, for, for me, it was, it was pretty crazy. Um, mm -hmm. and it, it didn't really bother me because I was happy. Um, but then around, around the you know eighth grade, ninth grade, that transition, I picked up wrestling. Mm -hmm. Um, and from there, you know, fitness and, and, you know, martial arts and all that stuff, like health basically has been like my ultimate passion you know it's just mm -hmm. like 12 years of it since that point and you know I, I could never really um i guess you know a lot of people they, they kind of like looked at me and, and thought like oh this kid's just got like basically like fat phobia mm -hmm. um you know and i never felt that way it was just i something clicked and it stayed clicking and and i never really let go of it and you know i've, I've had some of my friends who are a little bit on the heavier side actually reach out to me and, and, um, you know, get in touch and they want to work out, they want to do what I do, but they didn't have that motivation. Like you were talking about, mm -hmm. you know, physically they were there. It's just, they didn't have that motivation. And, you know, it's, it's just, again, you know, health and, and fitness is a big part of my life. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people think that, oh, you just, you know, you probably don't like fat people or, or big people. And to me, you know, I, I felt bothered by it because it's mm -hmm. not that, you know, I don't care how big you are. I don't mm -hmm. care how skinny you are. It's if you're happy, you know? Yeah. And, and yeah. I was definitely happy doing what I was doing. Um, and, you know, sometimes when the people do reach out, I'll ask, the first thing I ask them is, is, are you happy? Mm -hmm. um, are you happy with, with what you have, with where you are? Um, and if the answer is no, then let me help you. If, if, if you are, then what does it matter? What does it matter what people say about you? As long as you're healthy, you know, yep. that's the thing. As long as you're healthy and happy. Um, so that's why I asked in the beginning, if you had some sort of like, kind of like, catalyst you know some big event and mm -hmm. doesn't sound like it you know uh, more just a realization that my health was going to go downhill but it's interesting you say that because um <clears throat> i also quickly discovered 
when you're heavy, you feel like a lot of your problems are because you're heavy. And then when you're not heavy, those problems don't go away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you, it, it's been interesting because this started as I need to lose weight. I need to lose, I need to be happy. I not, uh, need to be healthy, but it turned, it turned into a lot of other things. Like, um, I, I need to find motivation. Um, I need to find, um, I need to find pleasure in things that aren't necessarily pleasurable. Like I really don't feel like exercising some days. Um, also finding exercises that are pleasurable. Like, because if you just, if you just exercise for the sake of exercising, you can burn out. And yeah. a lot of people do. Um, some people, they don't have a choice. They just can't find exercises they do, but they, they find the pleasure in the side effects, you know, like, um, they'll be there for their children. For example, for me, I, I, I still to this day hate mowing the lawn. Um, <laughs> But I, I, I switched my mental, I did a mental switch. Like, you know, sometimes I need my alone time. I'm the kind of person who needs time alone to recharge. So that's what mowing the lawn is for me. I put some music on, I mow the lawn and enjoy it. And it's also reframed a lot of things, just a lot of like how I deal with people in life, how I view people and realizing that, um, like you said, your, your happiness, at least for me, my happiness wasn't tied to my body. I discovered people, people pretty much treated me the same as when I was big, when I was small. People didn't love me any more or less. You know, family still loved me. Uh, I didn't lose any friends. I didn't gain any friends. I didn't become really a different person. I mean, I, I became a different person through self-growth, but not because I lost weight. Does that make sense? Yeah. Now, you said you you, you know you jog, you cycle, right? Um, well, I, I stopped jogging, unfortunately, because I hate it. <laughs> really, same. really hate it. But yeah, <laughs> I, I hate jogging. And um, turns out there's something weird with my body. If um my heart rate jumps from maybe like 120 to 180 once I start jogging. Once mm -hmm. I jog, once I cross that walking fast to jogging barrier, and I've also got an exercise-induced asthma, which just kicks off and I can't breathe. But if I'm on, say, an elliptical, or I'm walking fast even, um, or cycling, my body gets up to a nice steady, like 160, and I, I'm, I'm breathing, but I'm not gasping for air. So just something about running. I mean, I even went so far as to train and run a half marathon, which I probably only ran or jogged half of it. And after that, I'm like, obviously running is not for me. I did the best I could. So, yeah, actually, um, I signed up for a half marathon too, because, you know, my girlfriend's trying to get, you get healthier and, and our friend basically motivated her to be like, Hey, sign up for this half marathon. I was like, mm -hmm. all right, I guess I got to do it. It's the only way she's going to do it. Yeah. And, um, I absolutely hate running. There's, there's no way around it. You know, it's, it's the worst for me because, mm -hmm. um, conditioning wise, I, I'm fine with it. It's just my body. Um, similar to you, it, there's just certain issues with it. Um, mm -hmm. you know, I, I actually sprained and strained both my ankles, my knees. I actually dislocated my hip, you know, wow. um, and the worst injury I ever got was actually a stress fracture in my back from running cross country. Hmm. Strange, right? It, and that's basically just one of those things. It's just like constant yeah. beating will do so that. can like, do that. Yeah. yeah. I just hate it, you know, and it kind of led me closer to, again, like wrestling, um, and, as well as, you know, martial arts. Mm -hmm. um, and I always basically preach martial arts is, is good if you don't like running, if you don't like, you know, lifting weights, because mm -hmm. it's it's good for you. you know, it's good for the mind. It's good for the body. And, you know, it helps you along the way. You know, if, if you need it, it's there for you. It's mm -hmm. one of those things. Um, so have you ever thought about doing any martial arts or anything like that? Um, it's funny. A friend of mine has actually been bugging me lately to train with him. Um, really? and I forget exactly which style of martial arts that he does, but I've always, because I was never raised to be in team sports and most sports I've tried, I'm, I'm, I'm really bad at throwing a ball straight. 
I'm really good at getting it close. Like I can always bounce a basketball off the backboard. I can always get a baseball near home plate, but I'm just that last bit of accuracy, excuse me, that you need for um, throwing a ball has just never been there. Um, And that always lended to lended itself to, you know, being picked last in gym class and it it affects your esteem. Um, And then I found through a lot of these solitary sports, like I mentioned earlier, well, at that point I'm, I'm just against myself. So all I got to do is be better than I was yesterday. And I found that I could do that. So I've been a little gun shy about, about doing martial arts with him. And then what I also ended up doing was um, a couple, I want to say 2016. Have you ever heard of 24 hours of booty? No, it's, but it sounds interesting. It, it's a, <laughs> well, I didn't mean to digress into that, but it's basically a charity ride that happens in Charlotte on the booty loop, which is a three, I think it's a, about 5k, a 3.1 mile loop up around Queens university. And it's a 24 hour thing where they shut it, shut it down and you have to, it's uh, raising money for cancer and you basically cycle as little or as much as you want. Uh, I did it a few years ago and I, I pledged to anybody who donated money eight hours on the bike. So I did eight hours on the bike, which was exhausting, but doable. Um, but that's, that's, so I basically signed up again for it this year. I guess the point I was getting to is for 24 hours of booty, uh, I'm signing up for it again, where there's a sign up thing tomorrow at one of the local breweries. So that was my goal for this year because I also, <clears throat> unfortunately, early this year, pinched a nerve in my shoulder oh. and it was bad enough that I, I mean, I could barely move. And now it's, it's going to be one of those things that probably eventually lead to surgery if I can't take care of it exercise wise. But, um, because of that, I didn't, I haven't exercised for the past six months. I just started two months ago uh, again, and, uh, it's been on the elliptical and I thought, and I realized based on my past experiences with weight loss is I do need some goals. So I thought this would be my nice goal to get over that six month of not exercising. It takes place midsummer. And by then, if I'm going to do the same thing I did last time, which was eight hours, which I guesstimated to be about 116 miles, my GPS watch died because I was on there for eight hours. I'm thinking I could, if I can get back up to that level of fitness, then I'll feel good enough about myself that I could go into trying martial arts with him. Cause I feel like, I feel like now I don't feel really good about the shape I'm in. I'm doing a half hour on the elliptical every other day. And I, for me, I know, I know I can do better cause I have done better in the past. Yeah. Again, yeah, I've been doing martial arts for a long time and I don't want to be one of those guys that always pushes it because mm-hmm. I find those people to be kind of annoying. Um, even yeah. though I I can be one of those people. Mm-hmm. Um, but the thing to me is, you know, a lot of people say, oh, I need to get in better shape or, or mm-hmm. I need to uh, lose a little, like 10 more pounds or whatever. And um, the first thing I, I always say is, you know, it's doesn't matter. You're still going to suck. You know, it, it just doesn't point, matter. Yeah. You're still going to, you're not going to be good. And the, the idea is to get good. Mm-hmm. You know, I've been doing uh, jujitsu, Brazilian jujitsu. I've been doing that for since 2011, eight, eight years. Mm-hmm. And every day I still, you know, I get off the mats, I'm, I'm packing my bag and I'm like, I sucked ass today. That's, mm-hmm. that's my feeling every single time because, you know, there's always going to be someone better than you. And martial yeah. arts is one of those things that just, just humbles you. So, I mean, you know, it's, it's just something you got to go in and do it. You know, the first people yeah. that go in, they, they think they can do it, but they can't. And mm-hmm. it's totally okay. Um, and other people think they can't do it and then they can and also mm-hmm. still okay. You know, it's definitely worth the shot um, yeah and, and i'm i'm planning to i'm hoping i'm hoping this will make me feel like that base and and and, and now that you mention it i felt the same way about cycling like there's god there's no way i could bike 100 miles there's no way i could run a half marathon yeah. i ran 5ks i used to always have this thought there's no way there was, there was always stuff 
that seemed unattainable, like the, the skydiving. So yeah, it's one of those, um, since I've set a goal, once I get past that goal, I'm hoping that'll be my next goal, if that makes sense. Yeah, it's just more of like, just setting up the dominoes, really. Yeah, and, I, and, I'm, and I, I've also recognized I can't just exercise to stay in shape. I mean, obviously, you need to exercise to stay in shape, but I do need to have these goals, you know, intermediate goals. So that'll be my next one, and uh, we'll see, see how it goes. So is there anything like outside of, of you know, just kind of straying off topic a little bit, anything mm -hmm. that you, any hobbies, anything you like doing for fun? Um, a lot of sedentary activities, unfortunately. <laughs> um, I like to, I, uh, dad was, a, he was an electronics computer kind of guy. So I picked that up from my father, um, play around with computers all the time. I work in IT, so that hobby and work, there's a lot of overlap. Um, wasn't a photography, but my camera broke. And unfortunately, it was a thousand dollars to get a new one. I yeah. haven't had a thousand dollars to buy a new one, so I'm hoping maybe sometime in the next couple of years I can get back into that. I've still got all the um, all the pieces, the flashes, the lenses, the the tripods, all that stuff, but the camera body is what's, what's broken, unfortunately. Um, video games, although arguably photography is probably the best of at least of those three because it, you get up and walking if you yeah. if you actually go out and do the walking thing instead of sitting in a studio somewhere, which is a, actually a big thing for let you go on hobbyists. adventures. Yeah, you, you can walk through the woods. I mean, there's plenty of beautiful things to take pictures of in the woods. You can go to the zoo, um, you go to the farmers market. Lots of you know, quote unquote boring places that have a lot of visually interesting things that you can do. Um, I'd say those are probably the, probably the big three. I uh, love watching HGTV just because okay, of, yeah. know, what, what can I do to my house kind of stuff. Um, makes, you, makes you feel like you're an expert at moving walls, even though you're <laughs> probably nowhere near one. Playing board games with my wife. That's, that's a big a hobby we just picked up recently. Trying to find just things, in, you know, hobbies in common we can share. And she also is trying to, trying to be more active as well. So she's trying to, she, she's also been recently thinking that she might want to pick up photography. Because it turns out she takes way better pictures with her cell phone camera than I do with my thousand dollar camera, because <laughs> she's just got a natural eye for this stuff. Like I, I've taken the I've not tons of classes, but I've taken some of these courses from a local photographer and to talk about framing and lighting and how to use your flash. And so I've taken maybe three four hundred dollars worth of classes, and she picks up her cell phone camera, snaps a beautiful picture. Because it turns out the framing is a lot more important than the technical details. Yeah. So, which is, is it, it's, it's a tad annoying because I feel like I've worked so much harder than she has. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that, that kind of stuff more, I guess it's probably more brainy than, than athletic. So, the, and then on the, I guess more on the athletic side, the cycling, um, I also, uh, I have a, a buddy of mine who's a, he basically is a garage bike mechanic. He does it in his spare time, but he, he'll, he'll fix up bikes for friends and stuff. So I go over there and he helps me, um, helps me fix my bike. Like if, you know, if I need to swap out the chain or there's a, or, or tune the shifting or rewrap the handlebars or something. And that also helps me feel more involved in, in that hobby. So I feel like this is my bike. It's not just a bike I bought. So I've, I've fixed it on my own a lot and whatnot. But yeah, that's basically the kind of stuff I do. What, uh, what video games do you play? Just kind of asking. I'm not very good at them, <laughs> but uh, I, I have an Xbox One. I get motion sickness, so if I sit in front of a computer with a big monitor in front of my face, uh, I get motion sickness. I can only play a game for 20, 30 minutes. But if I sit on a video game system, so I'm sitting back from the screen some, motion sickness takes maybe an hour or so to set in. But I really like first-person shooters, you know, Doom, Titanfall, stuff like that. I don't play them a ton because I get sick and I'm not very good. You know, most of the time when you go on to play a bunch of people, everybody my age who isn't very good at video games, who've got families and other responsibilities and you end up playing a bunch of 15 year olds who are really good and 
beat you really bad. I mean, most of them are very nice about it, but they still beat you very bad. So it doesn't help with your, your self-esteem. But I've, I find a way to enjoy them anyway, just go in and, and have fun with them. Yeah, but, just to play the game. You know? Yeah, more in there to play the game and just enjoy the learning process because I know I'm not going to win. Well, if I go in knowing I'm not going to win and find a part that I will enjoy, then I actually get some fun out of it. So. Yeah, the reason I ask is because um, I play StarCraft too. Okay. And it's a PC game. Um, mm-hmm. And it's just, you know, it's one of those things where there's a lot of people that play but mm-hmm. then you don't know anyone that plays, so it's yeah. just you reach you reach that sort of ground where you're playing it. You know, it's a one it's a one v one game. You know, just two people, but sometimes you just get bored. You know, you want some friends involved, and right. I always have to ask anyone that brings up video games. Like, you play StarCraft? And they're like, no, no, nobody does. Yeah, <laughs> so it's just like, ah, great. Yeah, but um, first person shooters, you know, those. I feel like I'm in the same boat. You know, it, there's a lot going on that visually I, I get a little bit overstimulated. My, my wife said the same thing. Mm-hmm. And the only way I found to deal with it is um, the way I likened it to her, I said, you get in a car and there's, there's tons of dials, right? You got, and especially uh, the radio too, there's tons of presets and there's the AC controls and there's all the dials and there's a million levers and knobs. And I said, but how often are you using all that? Yeah. You eventually learn. Yeah. When you first get in, it's a lot. I remember back when you were 16, you got in the car and there's a dozens of controls and you're like, God, what do these all mean? And then you learn over time. You're really only using one at a time, maybe two or three. And that's, that's how I ended up, especially like I'm, I'm thinking of Titanfall specifically. There's, there's just tons of stuff on the screen. And the first time I played, I thought, God, what am I going to I'm busy trying to learn these controls at the same time I'm getting killed. But then I accepted that was part of the learning process. I guess that's just been a big part of the growth thing for me too. You're never good at anything. Nobody's good at anything out of the gate. Everybody who's an expert at anything wasn't there overnight. Yeah. And they had to learn. So I've learned, well, part of the learning process is falling down, but also part of the learning, pro- part of the um, growth process is, is moving forward. And I apply it to video games. I apply it to my health. I think I'd mentioned in the Reddit post, I've actually gained weight. I'm trying to lose again. And part, I figure part of that gain was part of the falling. So I'm learning yeah. how to get back up and lose it again. So. Yeah, it's just like an ebb and flow. Um, and that philosophy yeah. is pretty similar to mine. You know, there's this saying that I always say, it's um, you never get good. You only get better. Yeah. And so, you know, you're always trying to be better than you were yesterday, like you said earlier. And, uh, you know, it's just, I don't know. I, I, I still feel like I'm overstimulated. There's a lot going on. I used to be really good at Halo, though. Mm-hmm. Halo was my jam. <laughs> like, I was really good at that. I have to laugh because I played Halo when it came out because uh, I got an original Xbox. I dragged my then-girlfriend, now-wife, down to five different stores and never found an Xbox. <laughs> and you, she was really mad at me. And then I ended up ordering one. She's like, why, why did we just go to five stores and you ended up ordering one? Anyway, and I bought Halo, just like everybody else did at the time, on the original Xbox, and I never beat it, and I finally beat it on the Xbox One last year. Oh, really? Because I just never dedicated the time, and I guess that was part of it, too. I learned, um, back when I first started playing Doom, way back in the day, the old, old Doom, if you set it on an easy to moderate level, you could just kind of go in guns blazing, and and you could beat the game. Um, But then I learned, well, Halo's a little harder, so... same kind of thing. I actually sat and had to learn. I realized, okay, this isn't working. I need to learn how to play. So I learned back off and reload, dodge the enemy, blah, 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 and all the things you would do to beat a game. And, um, and I got better, and I finally beat the game. It took me I guess, 14 years <laughs> because, well, there's also a big gap in between, but I was, also, yeah. I was so excited. I, in fact, I was so excited my wife was asleep. There's, makes me, this might make me look like a bit of a bad guy, but she was asleep because... It's, she was tired because she had had surgery, and I gently w- woke her up to tell her I'd beat Halo. <laughs> I was so excited. 
And she's got to share in your excitement. Though, yeah, you know? and she just think, she kind of looked at me like, I don't care. Like, I know, I'm sorry. I was just so excited. I had to tell somebody. It was <laughs> 1 o'clock in the morning, so. Yeah, I mean, Halo, I, I wish I could still play it, but, you know, it's, it was one of those games. Um, and speaking about that whole, whole difficulty thing, you ever play Hitman, the Hitman series? Um... I think I played it way back in the day when it was on the original Xbox, but I don't, I, I don't recall playing a ton of it, but I know of yeah, it. Yeah, I remember playing, um, I think it was like Hitman 2 or something, and it's just one of those games where you have to be really strategic and really like tactical, obviously, because mm -hmm. you're trying to assassinate somebody, but I remember being a kid, I would just pick up the controller, go guns, guns blazing, and just be like, oh, this is so easy, and mm -hmm. then uh, I started playing it again a couple years ago, and I was like, maybe I should play it like it's actually supposed to be played, yeah. and I was Man, this is hard. This is <laughs> this mm -hmm. is a very hard game, and I just went went back to guns blazing. I just didn't want to do it. You know, right. it's just and you know a lot of those different. Um, I guess a lot of those different games. You know, they they have a certain appeal, and, and I guess that just wasn't my appeal, doing mm -hmm. that kind of stuff. And you know, first person shooters again just aren't my appeal. Besides Halo, which is, I guess is right. like a unicorn kind of thing, mm -hmm. unicorn kind of situation. So jumping back into the fitness realm, um, diet. Mm -hmm. You know, you you mentioned you do keto. The keto diet and for me I, I don't really have much experience with diets just because i never really thought that i needed to to do diets mm -hmm. i never really needed to be on a diet or anything like that you know your experience with keto how's 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 that you know like how did you actually stumble upon it um so i actually had i've had a couple friends who've done it and it's one of the reasons i picked it because um one of the other big things i've discovered with any diet and I, and even diets a, a funny word i don't like to use and i'll i'll talk about that in a bit but um is your is your support system and people around you and also to add to that um the lack of support and people who who aren't intentionally but may still damage your progress or whatever it is so part of the reasons i i picked keto was i knew some people who'd done it i've actually known a couple of people who are successful on it um i also know a couple of people who are not successful on it um one of the things um my wife and i interestingly enough we'd both figured out but not collectively was um, if you want to do something, whether it be lose weight or excel at a skill or whatever, is don't look how don't just look how people succeeded, but also look at how they failed. Yeah. And and see see the because you you want to gleam some of the bad from the success stories, so you know what not to do. We also want to gleam some of the good from the failures. And by good, I mean, you know, it's, it's, you know what not to do. Because if you repeat some of the reasons they failed, you may fail as well. So that's also, so I figured support around keto. I know people have done it. I know that they were successful. I know the, and right now my challenge is, um, is like, is snacks. Turns out pork rinds are great. Um, as long as you don't have, I mean, pork rinds are also really high in salt and really high in fat. So if you've got a high a cholesterol problem, you shouldn't be eating pork rinds. I don't have a cholesterol problem. If you've got high blood pressure, you shouldn't be eating pork rinds. But I also don't have high blood pressure. So it turns out they're fine for me to eat. But, if, but I've found out a lot of this by, by talking to friends. They're helping me find things. For, for the first week, I ate bacon and eggs a lot. And it was really kind of getting old. Um, but I talked to them and they said, well, salads. I didn't even think. If you think low carb, you generally think meat and cheese a lot, turns out. Well, it turns out salads are low in carbs as long as you avoid certain dressings because um, some dressings have sugar in them, so stuff like that. And the other, only other interesting thing I said is, is I find interesting, and a lot of people who are successful will tell you this, is um, if you think diet, a lot of people think diet is a temporary thing. Like, I'm going to go on a diet, and, they, and then in six months I'm coming off the diet. Whereas a lot of the successful people tell you, it's a diet in that, from the strictest sense of a word, a diet is what you're eating. Mm -hmm. 
Um, but it's not a like diet, like I'm going on a temporary diet. It's a, the, the word we all, a lot of people like to use is lifestyle change. Yeah. You know, this is because if you kept on doing what you're doing, well, then you'd be fine. So you're going to change your lifestyle. And when I say keto diet, I, I try not to think of it as I'm going on a diet. So I'm changing how I'm eating. If that makes sense. Yeah. 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 Um, and that's actually one of the reasons I never thought diets were necessary because it's just like, it's just a phase almost, mm -hmm. you know, it's just something you do for a certain amount of time to attain like a short term goal, basically. Right. Um, and a lot of people think it's just going to last, but it's only going to last if you do it, you know? Yeah. And if you, and if, so right now, if I'm, I'm, if, if I were happy with where I was, I wouldn't be doing this obviously. So if I say, I, so I'm, I just started a, a couple of weeks ago and, uh, say I lose my 20 pounds in six months. If in six months I go back to exactly what I'm doing now, it's just going to go right back. So I've, I've also been thinking of that. What am I going to do in six months? So I, I am viewing it as something, um, a quicker change, but I'm also, I'm also thinking past that. What am I going to do past that? When I first lost the original weight, that was another decision I made. I realized what I've been doing for the first 35 years of my life obviously wasn't working. I was overweight. I've having teeth problems. I had high blood pressure, acid reflux, and I can't remember, I had allergies. Well, I still have allergies. Um, but I realized the lifestyle I was living was causing those problems. I needed to change something. And so that, and I'm basically doing the same thing again. I, you know, some weight has creeped back on. Um, I need to do something. Um, and the last thing I did didn't work because I've tried it for six months. So I'm trying something else. And if this doesn't work, um, I've given myself, um, I gave myself two weeks to get used to it, which I've kind of, I've gotten used to it. I, at first, my energy levels were a little wonky. Um, and I've given myself a month to see if I have anything noticeable. Like if I see my pants are looser or a change on the scale or something. Past that, I've given myself maybe six months-ish to see if um, see if it'll continue to work for six months. And then in that, if, if that works, in that six months, I'm going to see what people have done, succeeded and failed at for... Um, you know, to keep the weight off. And, and also by then I, I'm hoping, I'll, well, by then I should be in a, a better place uh, exercise wise and, and maybe moving on to martial arts by then. Who knows? Hopefully <laughs> we'll see. Yeah. You know, one of the biggest things in terms of, of change, especially in lifestyle, is just uh, the little things. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's a, a big, a big, it's yeah. been a big, I've actually, I think in the, uh, the I, 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 talk to you about that other podcast interview and i think that was a big point i hit on you're, you're not gonna you're not gonna be a big guy on the couch one day and running half marathon the next yeah exactly there's a million reasons why that's impossible but you started on a wee fit and then eventually you up you get comfortable and you up the step count on the wee fit you know you go a little longer maybe a little faster and then all right, the Wii Fit doesn't cut it anymore. Maybe you start climbing the stairs in your house. Okay, that doesn't cut it anymore. But yeah, you're right. It's always the constant changes. Um, when I did Weight Watchers, the first thing I did was I didn't even eat less. Um, I learned that I needed to log everything I eat. And I do that to this day. It's 10 years later. I'm still logging everything I eat. Because I also learned when I don't, I've, I'm really bad at um, realizing things like portion sizes and whatnot. So I have to log what I eat. But yeah, you're absolutely right. It's this, the culmination of me having done this for the 10 years has been 10 years of constant changes. Um, another phrase I always like to do is, um, you know, most people aren't comfortable with change. I, I can't say anybody who's really comfortable with change, but you have to get, uh, comfortable being at least a little uncomfortable. Yeah. You know, accepting change is a part is a lifelong part of life. 
Yeah, the only way you're ever going to grow is if you challenge yourself, and the only way you can mm-hmm. challenge yourself is you're, if you're uncomfortable. Exactly. You know? And, uh, you know, a lot of people, they get comfortable with certain things, certain small things like taking the elevator when you could be taking mm-hmm. the stairs or, you know, parking a little bit further instead of finding that golden spot or, mm-hmm. you know, um, sleeping better. Even Sleeping better is one of those things that, that really helps pretty much every aspect of your life, especially your health, you know, mm-hmm. health. Definitely, you know, it's just those simple little things, you know, drinking a little less. Just if you, figure, if you usually have four beers, maybe drink three, mm-hmm. you know, or some whiskey. Whiskey's better than beer, right? Yeah. You know, something like that. And um, a lot of people want to try and make these massive changes. Like, actually, um, one of my recent episodes was actually about, you know, New Year's resolutions. And one of the biggest New Year's resolutions is, you know, I want to get healthier. I want to mm-hmm. lose weight. I want to get stronger or whatever. And, it's just such a big change for so many people that it doesn't work because they're not thinking about the little things. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's hard to think about the little things. Those, those big kind of like catalysts that I, I, I ask about, those are the big things, you know, whereas the little things would be like a toothache, like, like for you mm-hmm. or, you know, the pants not fitting like it used to, or I don't know, can't walk through a, Adores something, you know, something like that. You know, it's mm-hmm. just the little things are, are, are the biggest parts. You know, and a lot of people miss that because mm-hmm. yeah, they well they pile up they they pile up in negative and positive directions. Although the negative ones are obviously the easier ones. That's why obesity is a problem. But but if you work at it the, in the other direction, they can be over the long term a good net effect. So yeah, it's just one of the things that matters all the time. I even have trouble with um, the little things, the small things. Because when I lift, you know, I was trying to lift to get stronger. Um, mm-hmm. And there's these thing called uh, change plates is, is their nickname. Have you ever seen those small little like one pound, two pound plates? Mm-hmm. I hated using those in the beginning uh, just because I thought oh, only weaklings use those. I'm going right. to go for the 10 pound. Looking for things that are in the 10s or even maybe, yeah. maybe the 50s, but yeah. I need something that I can, can't grip my hand around. But lately I just kind of, you know, bit the bullet, tried to humble myself. And I've seen more gains with those than I've ever seen like years before, you know, mm-hmm. and, and it just really kept me pushing to basically preach about taking the small steps and then, and, and really kind of revising, you know, um, where you started and where you are and, and what changes you can make. Um, and speaking on that, I just wanted to ask you, like, did you have any like regrets or any, any thoughts or, or advice, I guess, for, for people out there trying to do what you did or do what you're doing? Um, well, there's all kinds of, all kinds of little bits of advice. Um, things like, um, well, it's, it's never too late to start completely unrelated to weight loss. Somebody, I forgot, I was, I was reading this somewhere and it always stuck with me. Somebody was in their forties and they said, I want to be a doctor. They were 40. I said, but I don't want to be 48 and just starting to, you know, do the, I don't know what you do. I know it's eight years of medical school and residency and all that stuff. They said they didn't want to be 48 and starting the residency. And then somebody else said, um, well, you're going to be 48 anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> would you rather be 48 and still doing whatever job you're doing now? Or would you rather be 48 and doing that? Yes. Yeah. You're not the same place as the 28 year olds, but so what you are, you know, it is what it is. Um, there's all other things like don't, um, don't compare your progress to others. Everybody's, everybody's got a different everything in life. Some people have health problems that make weight hard to lose. Some people, um, are just genetically predisposed to be better athletes. You know, just because I, I went running in a half marathon with, I don't know, seven, eight hundred other people. And there were people, there was the, the guy at the front 
he did it in something like an hour and a half. And I think it took me three hours, but this guy's, I mean, this is what he does. He's a professional runner. I, I couldn't even hope to compare to him. So, um, like I said before, you should only be competing against yourself in a lot of those, those kinds of things. Yeah. You are your own worst enemy kind uh, of thing. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Your own worst enemy. And you're also in a lot of cases, the only person you really need to compete against because there's like you had said, there's always somebody better. There's always somebody faster. Um, like you'd also mentioned little steps, little steps over time will add up to big results. Um, I, sometimes I've even hard on myself. I mean, I'm, I'm a little, a little unhappy that my pants are tighter than they were a year ago. Um, but I also recognize I don't even actually, I don't even have the pants from, I, I threw them away a long time ago, the pants that I used to fit in. But I remember at one point I went through airport security and they made me take my belt off. And it was when I was in the process of losing weight. So I hadn't bought new pants yet. And I was seriously terrified my pants were going to fall down. <laughs> so I remember stuff like that. I'm like, remember how big or how far you've come. So yeah, maybe I'm 240-ish now, um, but I'm not 360. Um, so recognizing how far I've come, recognizing that uh, if you did it before, you can do it again. Obviously, the ability is there. Um, and just keep on trying. I guess that's one of the worst things you can do is stop trying. You can always, like you said, you can always be better. Yeah. Um, and actually, speaking about, you know, the, the pants thing, it just kind of reminded me, kind of clicked with me that, you know, a, a good friend of mine, basically a mentor of mine, he uh, basically said that, you know, if you're ever trying to, to lose weight or get in shape or anything, try not to constantly look at the numbers, you know, because mm -hmm. like some people mm -hmm. they'll always be on the scale. Some people they'll yes. always be trying on that, that pair of pants or whatever. Mm -hmm. And it's just, that's just the wrong thing to do because then you're basically blocking any progress mentally. Mm -hmm. You know, you're, you're focusing too much on it. And, you know, some people when they first start, especially like if they're not, not too overweight or anything, maybe they want to lose like 10 pounds and then they gain five pounds because mm -hmm. uh, they're hitting the gym more, they're lifting weights, they're running more but it's because they've never done it and then they start gaining muscle, you know, and they're not losing the fat. So they're gaining muscle and then they just give up because, you know, why am I gaining weight and when I should be losing weight? Mm -hmm. But then what you really should be doing is understanding that, you know, you, it's kind of like, it's always darkest before the dawn sort of thing, mm -hmm. I guess, but in much more of a long-term situation. Mm -hmm. Uh, but you know, it just reminded me that, you know, because, um, You'll meet a lot of people and they'll say that like, I, I try and get on the scale every day. And it's like, just don't get on the scale. No. Maybe like once a year, even if, if you that. are weighing yourself, they tell you never, never got on every day. Yeah. And I've also, while I, while I do look at the numbers, I will say I look at them. I don't obsess over them. I, I try to focus on like, how am I feeling mm -hmm. overall? Um, or, or how, well, even, even what's my body composition like? So, you know, unfortunately I do have loose skin cause I did lose in a massive amount of weight, but I also recognize like I can still feel there's muscle. Like I've built some muscle and I, and I, I've also seen cases where, yeah, I've lost weight, but the numbers aren't reflecting on the scale, but I'm, but I am seeing it in the numbers and the weights I'm lifting mm -hmm. or I'm, I'm running farther. Or, um, one thing I noticed the first time I went out running, I felt like I wanted to throw up when I was done. <laughs> um, but by the time we ran that half marathon, I didn't even feel it the tiniest bit of that. I just felt tired or I felt winded, but I never felt sick. I never felt like my body couldn't do this kind of thing. You know, yeah. I recognized I had become a lot better. And just at that point, the numbers didn't matter because another thing I never aimed for was a weight. I just, I realized I need to be healthier so I don't lose more body parts basically. <laughs> yeah. It's, um, you know, Bruce Lee. I'm sure. You yes. Do. 
Bruce Lee actually, there's a story where a friend of his was like jogging with him and they always ran three miles or something. Mm -hmm. And then one day Bruce was like, let's run five. And the guy said, I just can't do that. And then Bruce, you know, they were running and, you know, Bruce had him do it. And, you know, he around like, I guess like the two or three mile mark, the guy wanted to give up. Mm -hmm. um, and basically he said he wanted, he, he feel like he was going to die. And Bruce said, die, you know, just, just die. And that pissed him off so much that he actually ran the rest of it without knowing, you know, the markers that they actually had. Because mm -hmm. I, I, what they did was they paced themselves like every mile. They had like a checkpoint, basically. Mm -hmm. um, and they stopped doing that, obviously, because the guy was just trying to chase chase Bruce and give him a piece of his mind. Um, and by the end of it, they I think they ran more than five miles. Mm -hmm. And Bruce said, you know, if you if you basically if you if you do this checkpoint thing with yourself, if you if you try and like reach a certain short-term goal, you're never going to reach your long-term goals. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, I actually had a personal experience with that, um, again, because, you know, my girlfriend, a couple of friends signed up for a half marathon. Um, and one of my friends who's never done any, you know, I think he played like soccer in, in middle school. That's about mm -hmm. it. But he was just not a physically active guy, not a physically active kid. And, you know, we, we signed up for a half marathon. He's like, oh, I think I'll just sign up for the 5K or something. And we're like, no, you're going to do the half marathon. He's just said, I can't do that, you know, and we forced him into it and mm -hmm. he starts going to the gym and last week he ran a 5k easily, you know? Mm -hmm. And so we told him like, look, if you just work at it and just don't think about running that 5k, if you just work at it, then you're mm -hmm. going to be able to do it or uh, not 5k half marathon. You're just going to be able to do it. You know, just don't think about it so much. Mm -hmm. um, same thing with the, the scale, you know, if you keep thinking about it, it's only going to be worse. Mm hmm. Yeah, it's, I've always thought of it as a, a measure, not a goal. Yeah. I mean, it's good to see for progress, but not to be, like you said, don't get focused on it. But but also not just your weight. Like, you know, you're able to lift more, you're able to run farther. Um, never thought I'd cycle 100-something miles. Never thought I'd run 13 miles. And those, and those are also the good measures instead of the weight. Because, yeah, and of course you ask any doctor, weight is not a measure of health. There are some horrifically unhealthy 150-pound people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's really it for this, uh, this episode. Do you have anything else, Todd? Anything else? You know, like sign-offs, uh, shout-outs? Uh, no, just uh, do your best to be a better you, I guess. Yeah, nice. All right, guys. Um, so that was Todd. Um, I guess I'd call him Fred now. He's a uh, local here in uh, Charlotte. And I hope you guys learned something new because, you know, this this is definitely something that that's a lot of people are trying to do. And, and it's just a, in my mind, it's an amazing story. Um, again, I've never met someone that's done something like that um, and still trying to do it, you know, after how many years? Uh, I, actually, it's just about 10 years. I just realized just now it's been about 10 years. 10 years. That's, yeah. that's I mean... 10 years is a long time to, to be committed to anything. Um, and I'll be the first to say that, you know, but, um, yeah, you know, if you guys are new listeners and you want to hear more, I try and post every Monday. This one's actually going up, um, next Monday today. I think it's the 23rd, something like that, but should be yes, the last 23rd. one for January. should be the last one for January. But, um, if you guys are regular listeners, thank you so much for the support. Um, I do want to say, I do have a Patreon page, you know, it's, great way for you to support me directly if you wanted to but you know again thank you guys so much i want to thank todd again and i hope you guys have an amazing day get out there get hungry and good luck